Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move when the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I am looking forward to 2021, uh, in part because I get to talk with my friend Bonnie Dwyer about Adventism in this new year and Spectrum in this new year. So uh, welcome to the conversation again, Bonnie. Thanks, Alex. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, the pleasure is mine, and I uh, wish you a happy new year. Is it coming up on Chinese New Year already? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we want as much newness as we can get. Don't you we? bet, you bet. January didn't feel like a new month or a new year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's a new uh, year for. Us and it's a new year for Spectrum, and I know that you have a tradition of sort of sitting down uh, and reflecting on where you want the organization to go and the reporting to go, and you do that with your team as well and your thought partners. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you're looking forward to in the new year? Sure, the new year. Of course, through curves, just like 2020 did, uh, when we started in January, we thought that this year we would be going to General Conference in May, uh, and then one week into the new year, that of course changed. That's been postponed until 2022, and so that's not happening this year. In the spectrum world, we are doing a major examination and conversation about our website and our social media, where we want it to go, what kinds of new things we would like to see there. Uh, and that's always exciting. And in the journal, the topics that we are looking at in the very next issue in particular, we're going to have a nice cluster of articles about the Sabbath. That's one of my favorite topics in Adventism. Mm -hmm. And we have some really intriguing angles to the discussion of Sabbath. Uh, Sabbath as a sacrament. And if you think about that for a little bit, um, that that's a nice way to start your new year is thinking about each Sabbath as a sacrament of your spiritual life. Yeah, in the Catholic tradition, sacrament is really how we receive grace. So, is that the kind of angle that it go? That is that the mm -hmm. idea there? Yeah. Well. Um, I guess we're off to a good start here. We've already talked about GC and uh, a Catholic connection to Sabbath for Adventists. <laughs> <laughs> How much more trouble can we get into? Um, do you mind just talking a little bit about the GC move? How do you feel about that? What kind of vibe are you getting from Adventists? Are they okay with this uh, kind of presidency continuing um, without really a vote? I... Um, have not heard a lot of conversation, frankly. I think that 
the um, not having GC just makes the local church again more relevant than um, the GC. And so all the action for these two years is on the local side. And, and the GC is just kind of receding in the background, kind of waiting for that session to happen. I found it really interesting that last week the inner American division announced that they were going to go ahead and do the selection of officers that usually takes place after GC. They're going to do them now. They're not going to wait for GC uh, to happen. And I don't know whether other divisions will follow suit. Obviously, we have a new division president. And so I think life is going on in the divisions irregardless of the general conference session not happening. So life does go on. Um, you just wrote about um, some news, divisional news um, and uh, tithe. Do you mind talking about sure. the news that you reported? The amazing news at the end of the year when they counted all the money uh, after um, December 30 of 2020, tithe went up in North American division by $18 million. Wow. Uh, and um, in some places, quite a lot. Some places obviously had a slight loss, but even the places where there was a loss, it was a pretty small loss. It, it was not uh, a huge dip. Um, so that's an incredible, uh, stabilizing thing for the church. The Sabbath school and world mission offerings went down. Um, probably not a surprise. Uh, Sabbath school offering is more one that you pull out of your wallet and, um, depending on what you have in your wallet when you're in church, you put it in the offering plate. Tithe is a more planned kind of a thing. So maybe when um, churches are able to have more in-person services, that will turn around. I don't know. But I think Sabbath school has blossomed uh, in new ways uh, during the pandemic. Uh, That's really interesting. Uh Tell me why, because people aren't going to Sabbath school. But they're they're going to Zoom classes. Ah. And um, so Zoom classes that you can sit in your comfy chair, in your jammies if you want, uh, and talk with other Adventists, not just even from your local church, but maybe from across the country, uh, is a whole new kind of Sabbath school. And it it really focuses in on the conversation part of Sabbath school, which has always been the best part anyway. Yeah. So um, that Zoom is, is bringing that to life. I've heard a number of people say that they don't, you know, they don't want to go back to the old way of Sabbath school. They like doing Zoom Sabbath school. Um. I know that you like doing Zoom Sabbath school. What are some of your what do you what do you like about it, and what uh, are there 
some that you enjoy visiting? I do um, visit around to a number of different ones. And for instance, the time change, uh, you know, the Zoom class that happens on the East Coast comes at seven o'clock in the morning on Sabbath out here. And so I'm doing a Sabbath morning walk usually at that time. So I'm listening to a Zoom Sabbath school while I'm having my Sabbath morning walk. And um, that's really kind of nice. And then a little later in the day, I can skip across country and, and go to some of the West Coast Sabbath schools. And the topics and the variety of presenters from all over the world, it, it, opens up that side of Sabbath school too, because the presenter doesn't have to be in town with the class. They can be across on the other side of the world and making a presentation. So it, it really does bring um, the church together in a new and different way that I think is, is really refreshing. You know, one thing that I've often uh, found is that some Sabbath schools are really great at, at doing a small group discussion. And then some, it just seems like a, a, you know, second rate sermon presented to us at nine 30 in the morning. Um, what do you find? Do you, what do you find? Like, do you find that discussions are, are able to happen in a zoom uh, class beyond just the presentation? I um, haven't sampled a huge number of classes, but I do have friends who have told me about classes that they think are particularly good at that. And um, Barry Casey's Sligo class mm. has a wonderful reputation of, of really having great conversation and and for them conversation is the point of their session in a way some other classes present the presentation is the point um, but there are always questions and answers afterwards and that does illuminate it uh, nicely so I attended the Roy Branson legacy class this last week and I was amazed they had a presentation uh, they started, they had some conversation, they had a presentation that went to about um, 1130, I think it was. They took a break for 10 minutes, they came back after that and had an hour and a half discussion after the presentation. I, wow. I mean, their Sabbath school was like three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing. Um, you know, so. Well, that's good. It sounds like... Um there's been some good news in the NAD. Um, is there any news that you're paying attention to? Any trends that you're curious to see develop as this year goes on um, in healthcare or education or in the denomination or just in um, what I know you do a lot of reading um, on, you know, religious topics and spiritual topics. So is there anything that you're kind of looking forward to on uh, unfolding in this new year? The I'm always interested in the intersection 
between what's happening in the world and how we relate to that as a church. And so, you know, last year after Black Lives Matter, uh, I was very curious to watch the statements that came out about it and the conversations and the presentations, and, and that prompted a lot of personal reading on my part uh, about um, white supremacy in America and within Christianity. So this year, I'm fascinated by the presentations that are kind of cropping up on religious liberty mm. and and our response to the insurrection of January 6 and um the how conspiracy theory um takes place within America and how how does it work within Adventism? Uh, how do we relate to conspiracy theory? I'm I'm really fascinated by that, and um, looking forward to reading more and and watching what people have to say about that. Um, the pandemic, I you know, as um, healthcare uh, oriented people. I would think that we would be out there in a major way um, with the vaccine. And I was really happy to hear that Walla Walla Church, for instance, opened its stores and, and had uh, vaccines being given at the church um, when a situation arose that they needed to vaccinate a lot of people quickly. So I think that's um, exciting. I was um, a little surprised. I don't know. I heard that one conference uh, in the Midwest had to put out a statement saying the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. <laughs> and um, I hope that that's not how our members look at it, because I think getting a vaccine is being a good neighbor. And mm. if we want to be relating with our community and able to meet with our community. I think we need to take the personal steps to make that possible. So get your vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the positive approach that you have on that, that um, being responsible, taking the vaccine is being a good neighbor uh, it's been interesting. I agree with you. There has been an uptick in in, in making the connection between um, sort of the larger Christian nationalist conspiracy theories and the you know right wing white supremacist conspiracy theories, and what occurs in in some areas of Adventist eschatology and evangelism. And I wonder if the church is at a point where um, that conversation is going to maybe influence the kind of mainstream evangelistic approach, because um, it's pretty clear that people um, make the connection between um, politics and power or politics and the power of the state and people who are motivated by a sort of religious enthusiasm that scares a lot of people, but it also motivates some people to do things. Some, you know, just join a church, 
for others, it makes them want to attack Congress. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we uh, have to, the church is at some point going to have to figure out how we're going to attract people um, without um, scaring them about Catholics and about the end times. Yeah. And I'm not sure they're, that church leaders have figured out what the alternate is yet. Well, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope the um, religious liberty conversations that take place uh, in the coming days are helpful. And I, while we um, can kind of fall off uh, in one direction with fear and um, seeming to lean towards those conspiracies, we also have a very fine tradition of separation of church and state. Yeah. And if that can come to the fore, I, we have so many good things. Uh, so if we can emphasize those and uh, share those in a positive way, I think that we have something to contribute to the moment uh, and to our communities. And I hope we can step up and do that. I hope we can help with vaccines. I hope we can help with the conversation about needing church and state to be separated, that it's not healthy for them to be combined. Uh, and I think our diversity is also something to share we're an incredibly diverse church, yeah. and um, that's that's a gift that we can share with our communities because we have our problems, but we've also worked through some of them and uh, do know how to sit together in church, even if we don't always agree. So I hope we can... Spread that message. Yeah, I've been really encouraged with the energy um, around talking about um, diversity and, and um, uh, a theology of liberation. Uh, I think more and more people are really interested in connecting their beliefs to some sort of social action. And it's fun to see um, Adventists really taking ownership and saying, this is actually what I believe because it makes me feel connected to the larger human family. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you've given me some hope. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> as we're wrapping up here, I'd just be curious to, as you're thinking about um, what people can be looking forward to in reading in the journal, you mentioned some upcoming issues about Sabbath. What, what, is really going to uh, um, drive your um, kind of sort of editorial vision uh, as you're uh, selecting um, for what are we into volume? 49. Wow. That's incredible. 49 yeah, volumes. 49. The um, climate change and the environment and the natural world. I, at one of the Sabbath schools uh, that I went to recently, Jim Hayward did a presentation about 
um, the heritage within Adventism with the love of the natural world. Mm. And um, what a wonderful heritage that was to him personally. And I think that it was to me as well. Uh, I, I love Sam Campbell just Maybe not as much Me as you did, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and going for hikes and uh, appreciating the beauty of nature and reclaiming all of that and having that flow through Adventism is something that I hope we can help do. The other class that I went to just this past week was kind of an interesting one. Do you, do we have time for? Of course. Okay. Um, Loma Linda uh, class, Roy Branson legacy class had a discussion about climate change and they had someone making a presentation about the significance of just driving 65 as opposed to 80 and what a huge difference it makes in emissions. And they'd had some people in their class try it out. And on Southern California freeways, it can be a little frustrating driving 65. Um, But as they listened to all of the uh, information the presenter was showing about how significant it was, they were saying, well, we can do, this is something we can do. You know, so many times there are these huge problems in our society and you feel like, what can I do about it? And um, just driving slower seems like kind of a little thing to do, but it can make this enormous difference. And so they were wanting to get their whole class, you know, uh, engaged in, in, uh, this campaign of drive, driving more slowly and wanting to challenge other classes. And so I think there is an interest in the community to be of service and help to those around us in even very little ways, even if it's getting a shot or driving more slowly on the freeway. There are things that we can do to help make uh, our world a better place and to be good neighbors. And that all feels pretty good in a, uh, you know, kind of a chaotic time. Yeah. Well, thank you. You've given me some late New Year's resolutions. I'm going to get my <laughs> vaccine. <clears throat> I'm going to drive slower and safer. And I'm going to read Spectrum. Very good. <laughs> That's the great one. <laughs> Well, it's always great talking with you. Thank you for all that you do for our community. Thanks, Alex. Bye-bye. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. 